happy moment. Hello and welcome to episode one of the Kaiju Groupie podcast, a show seeking to build a community of giant monster nerds through topical discussions with other fans just like you. I'm your host, Michael, better known as the Kaiju Groupie, and today I am joined by my good friend and fellow co-host of Kaiju Weekly podcast, Travis Alexander. Travis, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I am doing good. Having a great, just relaxing day today. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, it, it feels a little um, it feels a little weird being on this side of the table. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I know. It's like I'm, I'm laid back. I'm like, oh, I don't have to monitor. The, <laughs> I don't have to keep track of recording. I don't have to keep track of anything. I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's uh, when I asked you to do this, I thought it was appropriate to let you come on and, and be my first guest because, you know, I, I, I've told you this in private and I'll say it publicly. I would not be pursuing this, this passion project of mine without guys like you and some others that we've met in the community. So, yeah, I mean, I thought it was super important to have you on for episode one. No, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really touched. <laughs> so before we kind of get into uh, our main topic, um, let's let the people who don't necessarily know who you are, which I know that's very few and far between at this point, uh, Tell them a little bit about yourself, you know, uh, tell us, you know, tell, give us some details, some insight into what it's like to be, to be Travis. Oh, well, it is very boring being me <laughs> because <laughs> I am just a simple nerd who just loves giant monster related things. I, of course, started off loving, you know, Godzilla and uh, Ray Harryhausen movies, um, that's that's where my love of giant monster stuff kind of started and yeah i am the host of kaiju weekly along with uh, another uh, kind of a bum you know he does he kind of lays around doesn't really do very much co-host of mine uh <laughs> on, on that podcast uh just kidding of course <laughs> i've heard he's a real jerk too yeah yeah he can be a jerk sometimes <laughs> You know, we all have we all have the, that person in our lives that they're a little on the fringe of whether or not you still want to be friends with them or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, um, yeah, how did you know, how did you kind of get into all this this kaiju tokusatsu stuff? Uh, and, you know, feel free to to share as much or as little as, as you want to. Yeah, well, I've I've talked about it on Kaiju Weekly um, that I I like to say that I inherited my kind of fandom uh, because my dad was a big Godzilla fan and he loved the Ray Harryhausen movies and sure as far back as I can remember I we would watch the Godzilla movies like I, I there is not a moment in my life where I don't remember Godzilla being a part of it. Um, and I have, you know, some very strong memories of when I was a kid, you know, playing with Godzilla, uh, figures and toys and, uh, my great grandmother who I didn't really know very well, um, because she died when I was very young, but I remember going to see her before she died when she was in a nursing home 
And the only thing that I remember about that day is that I had a Godzilla toy with me and I played with it while we were visiting her before she died. And so it's like Godzilla's just been this constant figure in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. throughout my whole life and i'm just such a huge fan one thing i i always say is that you know things like comic books which i'm a huge fan of uh things like transformers and other other things my interest in them kind of comes and goes uh depending on you know whether there's new tv shows out or new movies out at the time mm-hmm. but godzilla just i'm always up for some godzilla i'm always up for godzilla stuff so, yeah, I've just been a fan for my entire life. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I, th- I feel like we all in this community have a very similar story. Uh, mine is so, sort of similar to yours. I've, I've been a Godzilla fan for many, many years. It was my parents um, that helped get me into Godzilla. And I've talked about it over and over and over. And I'll talk about it just for a second here. Um, you know, marathon, like cable television marathons you know my mom and dad uh you know god bless them for staying up taking shifts all night just to record a movie marathon for their uh (laughs) eight-year-old seven-year-old son i can't remember how old i was at the time i was fairly young um but yeah they're the ones that got me into it and of course and like you i am a huge harryhausen fan so mm-hmm. that's really kind of what got me started was watching some of those old Harryhausen films on on the T on TMC AMC back when they would show more of the classic movies like that, say on Saturday evening or maybe sometimes like Sunday morning, stuff like that. And that's how I got introduced into giant monsters and kaiju. Not it wasn't originally through Godzilla. It was through things like Harryhausen uh obviously dinosaur movies like uh uh one million years bc and power Power rangers from 93 i mean that's how i got started oh yeah and i know you have a very similar similar story so i'll ask you aside from aside from godzilla because i I think we can all agree that godzilla is awesome Mm -hmm. what other giant monster movie genre or not giant monster movie franchises genres however you want to put it like what other things are you into besides godzilla um well now uh especially with doing the podcast i have really gotten into a lot of different things i've gotten into ultraman which i was never into ultraman before um partly because ultraman just never really made a big hit here in the united states um but gamera uh i i remember when I was a kid, uh, because I constantly harassed my family to rent Godzilla movies, and sometimes they couldn't tell the difference between, yep. you know, one weird rubber suit monster and the next. <laughs> uh, they they rented Gamera for me at one point, and I watched it and enjoyed it just as much as I did the Godzilla one because it was just like, hey, here's another giant monster. I knew it wasn't godzilla but i was like well this is different this is something new (laughs) and uh yeah and i i really back in the day i loved power rangers um and so i've gotten into more of the super sentai stuff recently uh common rider all of that kind of stuff uh i'm just a i'm a nerd who likes weird things um even even like nerds would call me a nerd (laughs) because of the weird stuff that i like yeah, I, I think so too. Because um, 
you know, growing up for me, I would see some of these old films on television like Reptilicus and Gorgo and some of these other fantastical movies. King Kong 33 was on a lot as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I would always seek them out. Like I would, I could care less as a child. I could have cared less about superhero movies, you know, and Westerns and things like that. Cause I grew up in a time where, um, you know, there were a lot of Westerns on kids were, you know, kids, my age at that period of time were big into cowboys and, you know, cowboys and Indians, you know, army, uh, military movies, army men, you know, GI Joe, for instance, Ninja Turtles and some others. Uh, and so, but I was never really into all that. I, I was mm-hmm. into giant rubber suited monsters or yeah. even claymation monsters through the Harryhausen films. And that sort of set me apart from even my friends who were her, who were equally as nerdy as I was, but they never reached the level of nerddom as, as me in the case of me liking some of the more cheesier campier movies like Gamera. See my first exposure to Gamera, um, I want to say was the original, uh, Gamera, the not, not super monster, Jesus, um, <clears throat> uh, Gamera, the invincible. I think it was, mm-hmm. I think it's what the, the, the U S title is. Yeah. Yeah. Gamera, the invincible. Right. That was my first exposure to Gamera. And then years later, I got re-exposed to Gamera through mystery science theater. And mm-hmm. to me, Gamera just became this silly sort of this Godzilla knockoff, sort of this low rent Godzilla uh, clone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I've gotten older and as I've dived and, so, and as I've dove deeper into sort of the history behind Godzilla, Tokusatsu and, and some, uh, and this whole genre in general, I've grown to appreciate some of those films that I didn't necessarily either understand or enjoy as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, same. That's the same for me. Um, I have definitely come to appreciate a lot of the movies I didn't really appreciate when I was a kid. Um, going back to Godzilla, one of one of the movies that used to annoy me as a kid was Godzilla versus Megalon. I couldn't oh, yeah. stand that movie as a kid because I was like, this is not fun. This is this is dumb. This is uh, like I didn't like Jet Jaguar at all. But, at, you know, as an adult, I'm like, sure, I'll watch you know godzilla versus megalon anytime anybody wants to watch it with me i'll i'll i enjoy that movie i enjoy the heck out of it now so yeah okay. you come to appreciate things a lot more now that you're an adult um and especially like like you said with us diving deeper into it with the podcasts yeah and that's the main reason um i, I told i had a conversation with david of uh, the kaiju apostle a few weeks ago on his show and um I I just mentioned that I sort of came back to the I came back to the fold and came back to the fandom, if you will, uh, back in 2014 with the new with the teaser of Godzilla 2014. Mm -hmm. And then after that, my interest in it just sort of got reignited. Now, it's not it's not as intense as it is. It was not as intense as it is now. I think it just it like I think gasoline got poured on that fire in a big way. Mm-hmm. ramping up to king of the monsters and because that's when i started my collecting journey and that's when i started my journey of just I, I i was on a mission to get every single film that i did not already have in my collection and then a few months later we had the criterion collection now we've got gamera the, the gamera collection coming oh yeah and uh you know you and i 
on we've talked about on Kaiju Weekly how both of us are sort of on our ultra journey right now. We've never really had the opportunity to watch and enjoy Ultraman here in in the West. And now with Mill Creek putting out all this material, it's it's never been a it's never been more of a good time to be a giant monster tokusatsu uh, kaiju fan in general as it is right now. Oh yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, and that's that's what really got me started. Why I started Kaiju Weekly in 2017, towards the end of 2017, was because you know, we were we were we already had the the 2014 movie. We're ramping up towards King of the Monsters. Uh, Shin Godzilla had just come out earlier that year or, or the year right. before that, and and then the anime trilogy was coming out at that same time. And it's like, you know, we were getting so much uh, kaiju material. And then, of course, uh, Pacific Rim and Pacific Rim Uprising. Rampage even came out around that time. So it's like so much was happening that I was like, I, I you know, was like, I want to do a podcast about this stuff that I love. Yeah, I mean, I, I think years ago, it used, you, you had to years ago, you had to really dig for kaiju material like god oh, even yeah. got even godzilla material here in mm-hmm. the west was super hard to find i remember um i remember being at my parents house and on on our old dial-up computer trying to log on because you know our internet was not great at the time uh trying to log on to the promotional website for godzilla 2000 to try because mm-hmm. I because I heard from some friends of mine, oh, they're making a new Godzilla movie or, you know, you know, whatever. This was, you know, this was post the 1998 movie and all that. Right. And, uh, yeah. And they're making a brand new, and they were making one. I heard rumors and saw things and I just happened to see it one day and I was trying to get all this information because, um, you know, I was still a fan at heart. And, you know, over the years, uh, I've talked about this before, too, that you just sort of fall in love. You sort of you sort of fall excuse me, you sort of fall out of love with this stuff. As you get older, you get mature, you kind of refocus your attention on other things. You know, I, I joke about how being a Godzilla and Kaiju fan didn't get me a whole lot of dates in high school. So <laughs> you kind of got to refocus your attention uh, elsewhere as you're growing up. But, you know, once you once you get older and you become more established and more comfortable in your own skin, um then you just start to not really care what people think. And you're like, you know what? I like the things that I like and I'm not going to change regardless of, of how much your family and friends make fun of you. Because I know for a lot of people that I've talked to personally, um, you know, Godzilla and, and Kaiju is sort of an escape for them, you know, an mm-hmm. escape, from, an escape from, um, uh, an escape from maybe some bad circumstances in their life. You know, I know um, David recently put out an uh, 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 an episode where he talked with a fan, Faye, about, and you know, they and then Faye mentioned that you know, King of the Monsters was an escape, you know, mm-hmm. from everything going on, and it was just, a, it's just a, it's that's true for I feel like a lot of people that you know, me growing up, Godzilla and and all this and this whole genre was sort of an escapist thing. And it's still to a point for that. It's still to a point is that for me still, uh, when I'm not feeling good, when I'm just not having a good day and as silly as it sounds and as childish as, as childish as it may sound to a lot of people, uh, because you know, even adults have bad days. 
Um, I'll just throw on, I don't know, Ghidorah, the three of the monster or Godzilla or Mothra versus Godzilla from 64 and just sit and watch and enjoy. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, Godzilla. Godzilla means so many different things to different people. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. And talking about, you know, the scarcity of even Godzilla stuff back in the day, where I grew up, um, we didn't get a lot of very niche um, genre stuff around here. So Godzilla things were very hard to come by. And uh, I remember I went to the theaters and saw Godzilla 2000. Um, Like anybody, any good Godzilla fan who was around at that time, I went to the theaters uh, and saw it. And... uh, that was the last Godzilla movie that I knew of mm-hmm. existing for the longest time. I was like, well, they just stopped making Godzilla movies. I didn't think they were making any more. And then I remember clearly going to um, a blockbuster and I was looking through the different movies and I see Godzilla X Mechagodzilla and Godzilla Tokyo SOS on the shelf and i'm like mm-hmm. wait what is this i know all the godzilla movies this is not a godzilla movie i've seen before and found out that wait there's an entire series of godzilla movies that took place after godzilla 2000 and mm-hmm. i didn't know about it <laughs> and so i was like you know at that point i got back into it and i got back into it just enough time for just a few years later uh for final wars to come out uh and so i was actually able to pick it up at the store when it was released here in the united states so you know it was just like i just that's how scarce things were that i missed the entire millennium era the entire millennium series uh, you know but while it was coming out and i had to go back and watch watch it all after the fact same with the uh same with the heisei series and uh Mm-hmm. You know, I remember because here in the West, Godzilla, the only real the only real distribution we got here in the United States was the show of films. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what we got. We got, you know, Terra Mecha Godzilla, Mothra versus Godzilla, Godzilla's Revenge, which I've grown to appreciate in its own way over the years. Um, that's what we got. Godzilla versus the sea monster was on a lot on on AMC. Oh, yeah. Or even Gojira was on a lot, oddly enough. The American version, not the Japanese version. I didn't see right. them. I didn't see the Japanese version until oh many, many years later. But I didn't even know that there was such a movie like Godzilla versus Destroya. I didn't know that mm-hmm. until one day my aunt came over and handed me three cassette tapes: Godzilla versus Biollante, Godzilla versus Destroya. And uh, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah from 1991. And I watched those things until the tape wore out. That's Mm -hmm. how often I watched them. Um, So, yeah, I mean, growing up, it sounds it sounds stupid when you actually say it like this, but it's sort of there's truth to it. Um, You know, growing up as a Godzilla fan in the West, especially was hard because you didn't have the stuff we have now. You don't have access to, we didn't have the criterion channel or we didn't have HBO max or some of these other out or even YouTube archive.org stuff like that, that where we Mm -hmm. have access to all this stuff. We didn't have that growing up. Yeah. So that's why I appreciate this so much. Yeah. I'm uh, I've been helping my cousin uh, who's only 15 years old uh, on his kind of uh, Kaiju journey. 
um, and he's been watching. I've been watching a lot of the Godzilla movies with him, and right now he is. I, I think there's only like four movies of all of the uh, Godzilla movies that he hasn't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And at at 15 years old, when I was 15 years old, there were no Godzilla movies available for us to watch. Oh, and it's, Tell me about it. So it's like I, I just I, I, the how much the times have changed uh, for kaiju fans, and I, and I love it. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, I mean it's it is it's fantastic. It's fantastic. But you know we can spend all day on this portion of the conversation. But I want to kind of get into our main topic, and and really it's a, it's a it's a perfect segue because we're talking about how um, how we kind of grew up with 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 Godzilla and and what it means to us. And it always mm-hmm. and that kind of gives us some really positive feelings, you know, towards the fandom. But um, in recent years or so, you know, there has been sort of these these portions of the fandom that don't seem as. Um, let's see, let's what's the best way to put this that don't seem as positive and and a little bit toxic. So, Travis, I know that you're usually a very, very positive, positive person. So, you know, from your perspective right now, I think I asked this question of somebody else uh, earlier on, on another podcast, but I'll ask you here, what is your health assessment sort of as of the Godzilla fandom as it stands right now? Uh, As it stands right now, I would give it a B, uh, either a B or a B minus. Um, if you give it like a grading system like that, because, um, I don't think we're, I don't think the fandom is, uh, for Godzilla fandom, for Kaiju fandom, I don't think it's that bad, uh, as far as the toxicity is concerned. Um, there is, there, there's always going to be toxic fans in Mm -hmm. every, uh, fandom. Uh, but if you compare it to other ones like the Star Wars fandom or, you know, some of the other ones, even comic book uh, fans, kaiju fans aren't as toxic or we don't have as many toxic people in here uh, as as some of those do. And maybe it's because we're still not at the, you know, like mainstream level that like Star Wars and comic books are at. Uh, because you know comic books have have become now pop culture uh they right. there are they are part of the regular pop culture that everyone is exposed to so i mean my grandmother knows who rocket raccoon is and <laughs> even i couldn't have told you who rocket raccoon was you know like 10 years ago right <laughs> so uh it's it just shows that you know that they've become very mainstream and i think that because we haven't hit the mainstream in the kaiju community maybe that has kind of kept some of the toxicity down but mm-hmm. it definitely exists it definitely yeah. exists and i think that you know we just just like any fandom you just have to pick and choose who you interact with and mm-hmm. you know what parts of the fandom you want to interact with and to avoid. Yeah, I, I think that's I think you're you're on to something there because I posted in the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group I think a few weeks ago. We were talking about toxicity or, or something like that. And um one of the members made the comment and they said that the Godzilla fandom is so toxic. It is so so toxic. And from my perspective, I'm sort of like you, Travis, I don't think the fandom itself is 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 toxic. 
I think yeah. that it's I think that the fandom is so kind of small right now. Uh, it feels big because we're all kind of talking in this bubble to each other. All the like, it feels big to us because we're we're having conversations like you and me here. We're having conversations with guys like Monsters versus Men, uh, Gargantu Cast, and some others, and in, in our little groups of kaiju fans. And so the mm-hmm. so the fandom feels huge to us right now. But in yeah. reality, it's not. It's not a big fandom, honestly. Um, I may catch some. I may catch a little bit of flack for that for saying that. But it's really not a huge huge fandom so when when toxicity or negativity does come in it it feels more amplified because you know the fan where the fandom is so small and the fandom is so niche and you really don't have you know there's no there's not a whole lot of issues as far as cultural issues socioeconomic issues stuff like that that gets touched on within the fandom a whole lot so when something does come it feels almost world ending because it's, it's turned up to 11 because, you know, uh, it just becomes more because the fandom is so small. It just become the problems become more obvious. Let's just, that's probably the best way I know how to put it. Yeah. And I think it comes down to what your definition of toxicity is because um, does the Godzilla fandom have quite a few jerks uh, in it? Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a bunch of jerks in here. Does that necessarily mean they're toxic? No, I think I think you can be a jerk and not be a toxic fan uh, because you can just be, you know, you can just be a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, but toxicity in a fandom comes when a person, at least in my definition, comes when a person is actively trying to ruin the enjoyment of this thing from uh, for someone else mm-hmm. or they're actively doing something to harm the the joy that another person is feeling um in the star wars fandom we see it all the time with people who enjoy a certain certain movies you know if you enjoy the new trilogy if you enjoy the prequel trilogy and the the people who come out who's not like well i don't like them that's that's not toxic it's the people who are like how dare you like those things Mm. Or you're yep. not a true fan for for liking those things. That's where it becomes toxic, and so oh, that's where that's where I think, like like I said, with the Godzilla fandom, we may have some jerks, and I think that people may view that as the toxic side of the Star Wars fandom or the the Godzilla fandom. I mean, but I don't think just having you know people who are opinionated or jerks um, uh, necessarily makes it toxic. It's the ones who are trying to actively ruin the enjoyment for other people that makes it toxic and we just from my experience we don't have as many as other fandoms do travis let me ask you do you from your perspective do you think we have a gatekeeping problem within the kaiju fandom um it has become more of a problem within the last couple of years if you had asked me like two years ago, I would have said, oh, no, no, we don't have a problem. It seems, you know, we are at least mm-hmm. nowhere near as bad as what uh, uh, other fandoms do. But it is starting to become a little bit more of a problem uh, mm-hmm. that I've noticed lately. But I still feel like we don't have a problem as much with that because – the way that the nature we, we we just talked about you know the nature of being exposed to Godzilla things, especially in the West, we didn't all get exposed to Godzilla at the same time. 
And True. we didn't all get to watch the movies at the same time because some of us, you know, were in areas where the movies got released and they we got to go to the movie, you know, to the rental place, to Blockbuster or whatever, and we could rent the movie right away. Some of us, we had to wait years before we could even get a copy of the movie after it was released. Uh, so there's not a lot of gatekeeping because it's like, oh, you haven't seen this this particular godzilla movie we most people don't react with how dare you you're not a true fan if you haven't seen this it's more of oh you weren't exposed to this you should check it out and we're kind of going through that again with the ultraman you know uh with since it's now making a big impact here in the united states uh you have people who were more familiar with ultraman and they're like, oh, well, this is you know fun. This reminds me of the stuff I watched you know, when it did make a few appearances here in the United States. And then you have people like me who've never watched Ultraman. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on in this, but I'm just along for the ride. And we're just kind of all enjoying it in our own way. So I don't. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of gatekeeping for me. Gatekeeping. When I think of gatekeeping, I think of the comic book fandom, which I, I'm also you know a big comic book fan, right. and there there are people who actively try to prevent new comic book fans from coming in. They're like, you, we don't want new fans. We only want the ones that are already here, and. I just I don't see that in the uh, Godzilla fandom. I don't believe we've reached that level yet. Uh, it's always been my fear, though, <clears throat> that, uh, for instance, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, Godzilla versus Kong earlier. We were talking, mm -hmm. we touched on, we touched on a little bit with uh, 2014 with the legendary. Let's just say the MonsterVerse, the MonsterVerse mm -hmm. as a whole. Um, the big divides within the community that I've seen come between the 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 people who like legendary and the people who like the anime and shin godzilla the more traditional uh toho the, the people who like what toho produces and then what you know the american the american companies produce that's right. where sort of the divide is i see and this is not a knock on what legendary is doing i i'm grateful for what we've gotten so far um and i love king of the monsters and mm -hmm. with all the flaws, I love King of the Monsters. But like you said, Travis, you know, it really depends on where where you're coming in from. Like, for instance, if if you're coming in at the if you came into the fandom at, say, 2014, I mean, you're not I mean, you've been around a few years. You you've had time to get acclimated. if you're serious about being, you know, a Godzilla fan. And I'm not saying it's you have to be serious. It's not like a life or death. You must be serious. You must right. be a Godzilla fan or else. But, mm -hmm. but if you are, if it is something you're interested in, if it is something that you want to kind of pursue as, as sort of your fandom life, best way I know how to put it. Yeah. Um, you've had some time to consume, I'd say a good amount of Godzilla media between 2014 and 2019 when King of the Monsters came out. Um, but I see arguments between these older fans, the guys that have been around, the guys and girls that have been around since the sixties that, yeah. that grew up with the Showa era that actually grew up going to the theaters while God, uh, Godzilla versus Hedera was in theaters, you know, mm -hmm. guys, guys and girls like that. I see, I see them interacting with each other and I don't think that there's any sort of ill 
will involved. I just don't know if I just don't know if we if we know how to talk to each other. Really. Yeah. Because everything is so digitized now. Everything is online, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of it. Uh all of these groups now, you can join a group pretty easily these days and just and be instantly transported into like this this little uh section of the community where where everyone's talking at once and you don't really and if you're a brand new fan that can be very overwhelming so you know they come in they say hey so what is why does um or why did why is uh king Ghidorah named monster zero and then you've got the you've got certain fans that'll say well don't you know you know don't you know mm-hmm. that he's you know uh, he's Monster Zero in Godzilla versus the Astro Monster. Haven't you seen that one? And it just becomes and and sometimes yes, I will say this that sometimes there are assholes in the mm-hmm. fandom that just want to be buttholes, you know. Right. But sometimes I think that it's just the the uh, the lapse, I guess the, the lapse in communication, like the, the communication barrier, it's the mediums that were you, it's the, the, the media that we're kind of using to communicate with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, if say like when we're talking over Facebook and you have, you, you, you're scrolling through and you read a comment, depending on how that comment is worded, you could take it either bad or or good you could take that person as being sarcastic and cynical or you could take them as being uh helpful or or whatever it just really depends on i think it comes down to the fact that we just don't know how to talk to each other we don't know how we don't know how to disagree with one another without getting angry that's i think that's one of the main problems that i see in the yeah. community. Yeah. And and a big part of that, and, and this goes and this is goes deep into like psychology and, and everything, but um, right. you know, of how people uh embrace things that they're fans of, the things that they love, and they actually make it a part of their identity. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a Godzilla fan. That is my identity. And if you insult that, you're insulting me. Um, and so, you know, that's, I think that's the dangerous side of being a fan of something is when you become so attached to it that you become, it it becomes, uh, almost like a, uh, a replacement for yourself. And when someone may insult a movie that you really like, Mm -hmm. and that movie is a part of your identity and you're suddenly you feel insulted. Right. And that's where the, a lot of the anger and, and, and frustration comes from. And so I for me, as much as I love Godzilla, as much as I love Kaiju, I think that for me, I have found that it's important to keep that stuff in its right place. At right. the end of the day, at the end of it all, no matter you know what sociopolitical kind of messages are in the films, no matter what uh themes are in the films no matter what mood is set in the films these are films about giant monsters they're inherently silly they're going to be you know they're not something that we need to uh defend with our lives (laughs) because they're they're just movies they're just movies about giant monsters and as much as i love them and as much as i grew up with them as much as they are a part of my uh childhood and my adulthood 
I think that having a proper keeping it in its proper place it goes a long way in staying positive uh when people you know yeah go ahead i think you're right and 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 what it and what you just said there kind of reminds me of something that uh i think it was chris from kaiju apostle said on an episode where we're not defined by our passions you know Mm -hmm. we're we're ultimately defined by how we how we treat people and how we interact with the world around us. And, and I think you're right. And I know you're right. I don't think you're right. I know you're right. Um, At the end of the day, you know, these are just movies. These are just guys in rubber suits. And as, as, as taboo as that probably is to say in this fandom, uh, these are just actors. They're actors and actresses on screen, you know, that put on a very good performance for us to enjoy. And, you know, we're def- we're not defined by our passions we're not defined by this fandom we're defined by you know how we treat our family our friends and how we how we you know our faith how we interact with our faith too so yeah um, i think that's something that um me and you and steven whenever he you know was a uh, part of kaiju weekly uh my you know our previous co-host uh one thing that we strive to do is to not take ourselves and the movies that we're watching too seriously. Right. Um, you know, it goes down to our rating system. We rate the movies out of Godzuki's. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, we do. You know, I, I, I don't want we we don't want to be the definitive voice on these movies. We don't want to be the, and, and, you know, and, and we may get, we haven't yet, but we may get comments at some point being like, how dare you? Or why did you give this movie 3.5 Godzukis when you gave this other movie four, but you said you like this one better. And it's like, we're scoring it out of Godzukis, you know, the, the dumb, you know, flying dragon monster that was in a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. It's like, don't take it so seriously. You know, if, if I, uh, you know, tomorrow I may change my mind and be like, well, you know, I, I don't really like the Godzuki score that I gave it. I may change my mind tomorrow about it, but, but, you know, so that's why I say we're just, we're about having fun in our podcast, uh, Kaiju weekly, and we just don't take it very seriously. Um, you know, the way that other people do. And, and I, I get that, uh, criticism and critics is a, that is a job that is a job that people do and it's Mm -hmm. a job that people take seriously. And so we're not trying to be movie critics. We're just trying to have fun while talking about silly monster movies. (laughs) Right. Uh, I mean, if anyone, I'm just trying to wrap my head around if that ever happened and we got an email or you got an email rather on Kaiju weekly and they're like, how dare you give Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla three Godzukis, you know, or how dare you not like King Caesar, Travis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. But it's in, you're right. It's inherently silly. And I have done, and I've done the same thing you've done. I've watched movies that I've probably given two, two, a score of two, mm-hmm. went back, maybe given it a three because I, because circumstances, whatever I was going through that day, probably clouded my vision or clouded my opinion on that on that particular film in that particular moment so you know all this stuff is tan all this stuff is just sort of malleable it can be it can change at a given moment so you know we've talked about how we've talked about some of the negative stuff 
in the fandom. We've kind of touched on a little bit of the positive stuff, but I, and I want to dive a little bit deeper into the into the more positive aspects of this fandom. So, Travis, from your perspective, why would someone coming in, say, 2014, uh, or or maybe a little earlier, let's say in the in the mid 2000s to 2014, why would they even want to be in this community at all? You know, and that's a that's a good question, um, because for the longest time, I wasn't really part of the community of Kaiju fans. I was a Kaiju fan myself, and that was it. Um, I wasn't communicating with other people who liked this thing. Uh, and I think you're it's you're fully you're fully able to and it's fully OK to be a fan of something and not communicate and not interact with the community at large. But I think that if you're going to be a part of this community, you're coming into it because you want to have someone to talk to about something that you love. Right. And you want to find like-minded individuals. And the problem is when you, you come into the community, you're looking for like-minded individuals and you find out, Oh, not everyone is like-minded. <laughs> you know, it, it happened to me when I joined the community at large and, and really started talking to other Kaiju fans. I found out, oh, wow, not a lot of people like Final Wars. And I just automatically assumed everyone loved Final Wars because I loved Final Wars. Right. And so then I come into this community and I find out, oh, not everyone is like-minded. But you know what? That's okay because we don't have to all be like-minded. We don't have to all like the same exact things. We still all like Godzilla for different reasons and we all like different Godzilla movies. And so finding different perspectives uh, is a great part of the Kaiju community and being exposed to things that you wouldn't have been exposed to before. Like I would not know a lot about some of the other Kaiju films outside of Godzilla, Gamera, the big, you know, the big ones, uh, if it wasn't for the community that I got involved in. So I do appreciate, uh, the community. And I think that is something that people can enjoy when they, when they come into it. Yeah. It's sort of like, a it's sort of like a little family because, and I, and I say that because I don't want to sound too hokey, but I, I, the reason I say it's sort of like a family is because, you know, we are a lot smaller than say star Wars, Marvel comic books in general, star Trek. I can go on my little pony. (laughs) I can go, I can go on and on and on about fandoms. I feel are much broader than, than Godzilla, Tokusatsu and, and Kaiju. Um, so really when you come in, you're, you're kind of getting, you know, a, a little family of, of people that come from different walks of life, you know, different life circumstances. They grew up in different eras. Most, a lot of times, you know, we've got older fans, like I said, from, like I was talking earlier that mm-hmm. grew up during the, during the sixties and seventies, you know, in, in what I would call the golden age of Kaiju. Um, and then you've got fans that are coming in even in 2019 with King of the Monsters, you know, maybe they're in middle school. They got, they saw a King of the Monsters poster. They thought it looked cool. They said, Hey, I'm going to go see this movie. And then the rest is history. Um, so you are getting sort of this tight knit, knit, niche family, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, Yeah. And I think that's one of the good things about it. And I, and you're right. You know, a lot of the folks that I see come in, you know, into the, for example, in the Kaiju groupie Facebook, the Facebook group, um, 
they're asking a lot of questions. Uh, some of them are, and you can kind of, you can tell the newer fans from sort of the old, the, the veteran, what I call the veteran fans. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell the difference between them in just sort of the way they, they communicate uh, a lot of, you can tell sort of uh, some of the things they obviously some of the things they post, but the way they communicate with some uh, with other folks in the fandom, you can tell their you can tell that their maturity level and their experience level with this fandom is, is higher than some others. And really mm-hmm. to me, <clears throat> you know, trying to keep the community positive, trying to, trying to maintain a very positive outlook is really not too difficult. You know, you can, you can do it for the most, you can do it for the most part. All you got to do is learn a little bit of empathy. Really. It really oh, comes yeah. down. It comes down to empathy, honestly, empathy for your fellow fan, empathy, empathy to know that at the end of the day, these are just movies and you're talking, you're, these are just movies about fake creatures, but at yeah. the end of the day, you have to remember you are talking to a real person on the other right. side of that screen. And you and have you don't, to keep that in mind. And you don't have to agree with a person to empathize with them. No, you don't. Uh, you and, don't. and I think a good example of that for me uh, is the Monsters vs. Men podcast. Uh, our friends Alex and Eric. Eric is fairly new. You know, he's only really been a fan of Godzilla over the last year because he just wasn't interested and never really got into Godzilla movies before that and never got into kaiju stuff before that. And he has gone on this journey. You know, the entire premise of their podcast is him going on this journey of watching all of the Godzilla movies in order. Now they're moving on to Gamera. Then they're going to move on to Kong. And like, so he's going through this journey of all these kaiju films. And whenever they get to their like rankings and ratings, uh, you know, and I love listening to them. I listen to them every week. But whenever it gets to the rankings and ratings, I always struggle because uh, Eric will rate certain movies that I don't really like that much higher than the ones that I really like. And sometimes he'll even rate the ones I really like. There are some of my favorite movies really low. And, you know, I get that little twinge of, oh, why are you rating the thing I love so low? But then I remember he he's new. He's coming into this new. So the movies that he loves are the movies that make him feel a certain way now because of his experiences. Now, the my favorite Godzilla movies are the ones that remind me of being a kid and watching these movies. Well, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have this experience of, oh, man, I remember watching this when I was, you know, eight years old and just loving this. And and yeah, it's cheesy, but man, I loved it when I was a kid. He didn't have that. So the movies that he likes are are different than the movies that I like. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. We still me and him still love the same. You know, we still love all the movies and we still uh, appreciate them for what they are. But I just love that we have different perspectives on it and when they now that i understand i kind of you know talked myself into remembering the the different perspectives that we have i am okay with you know he can rate one you know a movie that i love the worst movie in the franchise and it doesn't bother me because it's like well you know that's 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 just because of your perspective of it and it's and it's fine for you to have that opinion it's fine for me to have a different opinion yeah, it's it's truly been fascinating. It really has been fascinating to listen. And I know we we single out their show a lot for various reasons, but I'll do it here because it's been fascinating to listen as they go through this franchise, uh, m- film by film, 
mm-hmm. and just hear, hearing Eric's uh, how Eric has evolved in his thinking over these past uh, shoot like thirty some weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, how his thinking between how he's thinking about these films more, and how he's diving deeper into them, and how he's I hear it in his voice. Uh, he may tell me differently, but I hear it in his voice that he's becoming a true fan. He really is. And not the Michael Daugherty true fan, right. but the, but the true fan, like a really diehard fan that has, who has this, this perspective that you have co- this different perspective, you know, coming in as a brand new person um, to the fandom and, and just having a genuine interest in what is going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's good stuff. It really is good stuff, but, um, you know, I, I've got one more question that I kind of want, I got one more, you know, subtopic that I want to cover really quick and then we can kind of end it here. So Travis, you know, there's a lot of wonderful things about this fandom that you know, we've talked about, you know, how it's a family, how it's really kind of a unique place to be aside from sort of the more mainstream fandoms like, uh, star Wars and, uh, Marvel and some others. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's less toxic than than even those, you know, for all of the for all of the the conflicts that we do see pop up. Fortunately, they are from my perspective and, and I'm thinking probably maybe from your perspective, they are pretty few and far between. For the most part, the Godzilla fandom and the Kaiju fandom at large is pretty civil to one another. And we really genuinely do want to help each other we really Mm -hmm. want to help each other learn and experience these movies sometimes from a different perspective you know um but there's always things that we can maybe do better and so travis i'll ask you you know what is some things that the fandom is doing right and then from your perspective what is some things that the fandom is doing wrong um or could be doing, I'm sorry, they could be doing better. Let's just say could they're be doing not, better. They could be doing better. They're not wrong. I don't want to say someone is wrong, but they could be doing right. it better. Um, as far as doing better, I think that we, there are people who still have that mentality of, oh, I, I want to keep, I want to keep this niche. I don't want it to become mainstream. I don't want it to become uh, as popular as Marvel because then it, it'll ruin it. And mm-hmm. I think that that mentality comes from, like I said, the toxicity that comes from those other fandoms. They see it in those fandoms and they're like, well, I don't want that here. But I think that we need to remember the only way that we're going to continue to have people who love Godzilla is if we let new people come in who will learn to love Godzilla or, or Kaiju in general. You know, it's like, you know, it's it's like Western movies. Western movies are not popular right now. Why? Because majority of people nowadays, you know, past a certain generation don't enjoy Western movies the way they did mm. back in the old days. You know, it, it was a generational thing. And right. because that that they you don't have new fans who came into it it's kind of died out for the most part. There's a, you know, exceptions, but, but it's mostly died out. So yes, we, we have a lot of great Kaiju movies coming out right now and, and we're going to have more hopefully coming out soon. My advice to everyone is more fans does not mean a bad thing. It's not a bad thing that more fans are coming in. 
We just need to make sure that we're welcoming to those new fans because they don't have the connection that we have. They didn't grow up watching it. They didn't watch, uh, you know, Ghidorah, the three headed monster when they were six years old and, and fall in love with, with, you know, that gold dragon and, and everything and how cool he was. They don't have those things. So we need to remember that, that they're going to have a different perspective on these movies because they didn't grow up with them. But if they, but the, the, if they love them just as much as we do, then embrace it and be helpful towards them. Okay. I mean, that's, <laughs> I have nothing. I mean, I couldn't have said it better. I could not have said it better. You know, it's it, like we talked about it. It's, it really comes down to empathy. It really mm-hmm. does. And yeah. so, <clears throat> you know, Travis, I really want to thank you for, you know, taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule and uh, talking with me on this. Like, you know, like I told you <laughs> at the top of the show, this is sort of a passion project for me. This is sort of a little side gig that I'm going to start doing. I want to have mm-hmm. more of these conversations with people within the community. And yeah. I, and since like, and you know, since you're one of the more positive people that I know that I get to communicate with on a day to day basis, I thought it would be appropriate to have you on first and, and talk about some positivity and uh, maybe yeah. give a little bit of, you know, take a little bit of a more lighthearted approach and break up some of the stuff that maybe we see uh, going on around us. So I hope that yeah. this is going to be helpful for somebody, especially a I... new fan. Oh yeah, I am an unapologetic optimist, and I always <laughs> will be. So I know that it's not the cool thing to be optimistic nowadays, but I am an unapologetic optimist. <laughs> you mean you don't want to be some broody hipster just sitting in the back of the coffee shop, just hating life and wondering what, um, and questioning all your all of your life choices? Uh, and just que- not just my own life choices, but the, the people who are cynical question everything. They question oh, the the thing, the the motives of other people. They question the reason for things happening, and it's like you know, oh, I, that's too much effort. That is too much effort to be angry all the time. <laughs> You're right. It is, and it's just a really terrible way to live. So, yeah. I said that that was my last question, but I'm going to ask you one more question. Okay. And this one does not have to be necessarily kaiju or tokusatsu related. It can be anything. Okay. And it's simply this. What are you binging right now? And that can be books, TV, movies, and it can be even non-kaiju tokusatsu related. Just what are you binging right now? Well, I know you've opened up to anything. No, not even non-kaiju related stuff. Um, and I was thinking about, I was like, well, what non-kaiju stuff have I been binging? I really haven't been binging that much. The The stuff that I've been binging recently has been within the world of kaiju. I, I have been trying to familiarize myself more with uh, Kamen Rider and with mm-hmm. Ultraman because you have the big three, which are the, the, the big three tokusatsu series that have been going on forever in Japan. Right. And there's so many seasons. It's Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Ultraman. Those three things have been going on forever, and there's so many seasons of them. And 
I was like, you know, I knew I knew some of them. I've watched some, but I haven't watched a lot. And so I'm trying to familiarize myself. So I have binge watched uh, Ultraman Orb recently, which I just recently finished. Uh, really yep. enjoyed it. Uh, had had some issues with it, but but really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I know you were you were giving me the play by play. Yeah, I was giving you the play by play. But the one thing that I do want to, and I, I will, and you know what's coming, Common Rider W. Uh-huh, I yep. binge watched that entire series, and it is my favorite tokusatsu series I have ever seen. Uh, it is so good. I love that. Uh, I love that series so much. Maybe, so maybe yeah. for your birthday, Travis, we'll cover it on on Kaiju Weekly. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. <laughs> I love Common Rider W. It is so good. So yeah. that's what I've been binge watching. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. And I, I think, like I said, you, you've given me sort of the play-by-play of Ultra Orb and uh, even Common Rider. And so I'm yet to watch that. I need to sit down and, and watch that for sure so that me and you can have something else to talk about like we yes. need another like we need yeah. another thing to talk about right exactly um, <laughs> i need someone to talk to me about common rider w so all right. if anybody listens to this and you've watched common rider w message me on twitter or something because i need people to talk to about common rider w i love that series so much oh that's awesome so you know before we go travis i want to give you one i, I want to give you another opportunity to uh, do give your give some plugs for Kaiju Weekly. Everything that uh, is going on with the podcast outside of the podcast. Uh, so go ahead and just tell whoever's listening. You know, every anything and everything about Kaiju Weekly. Yeah, so um, you can listen to the Kaiju Weekly podcast. Um, it's available on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. It, we have a YouTube channel that you, you can subscribe to, uh, and uh, we post new episodes and clips from old episodes on there. Um, we we are a weekly Kaiju-related podcast, which is actually, I have found out, rare, because most Kaiju podcasts are either bi-weekly or or bi-monthly depending on how you want to say it or Mm -hmm. monthly Mm -hmm. and we i made the poor decision (laughs) of naming the podcast kaiju weekly so we're kind of locked into doing a weekly episodes (laughs) but uh yeah so anybody can listen to that um to that podcast you can also follow the podcast um at kaiju weekly on twitter uh kaiju weekly pod on instagram you can follow me at Captain Travis 55 on Twitter. Um, although I do spend most of my time tweeting out from the Kaiju Weekly uh, account just because most of my tweets are Kaiju related anyway, so I keep it on on that. Um, yeah, and like I said, the YouTube channel. Uh, we also have a Patreon page, Kaiju Weekly Pod, uh, or patreon.com slash kaiju weekly pod so if anybody wants to or feels like they're able to they can support us on patreon uh you know we're going to need that support coming up soon well not sooner rather than later but uh next year because we're thinking of putting on a panel uh at next year's g fest so and the only way we're going to be able to afford to do that and afford to make the trip to g fest is with some support from patreon so if anybody wants to help us reach our goal of hosting a panel on uh at gfx g fest next year you can help us uh 
by going to Patreon. Um, we also sell T-shirts. I don't really talk about it a lot on the actual podcast, but we have T-shirts at TeePublic. So you can check out our merch store, and they are just a bunch of fun designs that I come up with whenever I have something really weird and silly that I want to put on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all fantastic. I I, uh, I think my favorite has been the mon- uh, Welcome to Monster Island uh, T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know our friend Nathan has already purchased his... Um, his uh own t-shirt from for monster island uh mm-hmm. and the justice for baragon shirt we gotta mention justice the justice for baragon uh shirt yep hashtag uh, justice for baragon absolutely absolutely although i will say justice for angiris after that mecha godzilla episode you and i did on kaiju weekly i'm gonna have to say justice for angiris but that's a whole angiris other Anzilla, according to HBO, his name's Anzilla. Oh goodness! Oh goodness! Don't get me started. Oh man, I hope they never change. I just hope they never change them. I hope they stay messed up because that is just hilarious to me. <laughs> oh, it absolutely is. But yeah, they're great designs. If you guys want, to, and they're pretty inexpensive too. So you know, there's a lot. Of, if you're familiar with the T Public platform, you know what I'm talking about. Just go check it out. It's uh, tpublic tpublic.com slash Kaiju Weekly. Am I right? Uh, I, I, uh, tpublic's um, URLs are kind of weird because it's like tpublic.com uh, uh, slash user slash uh, whatever. So so I, I, if you search for uh, Kaiju Weekly, you'll eventually find it. Um, I'll also put links. I have links in the uh, in our like social medias and stuff. So you know people sure. can find it. Yeah, and I'll make sure to put links to all the stuff that Travis just mentioned in the show notes of this episode. Um, so, you know, before we head out of here, I just want to say thank you, Travis, for joining me again. It's been a fun, fun conversation. It, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And of course, until next time, uh, I'm Michael Hamilton, the Kaiju Groupie, signing off. Thank you for listening to the Kaiju Groupie Podcast, a podcast produced and hosted by Michael Hamilton using RedCircle.com. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to continue this conversation, please email me directly at kaijugroupiepod at gmail.com. Also, follow us on social media by joining the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group, on Twitter at Kaiju Groupie Pod, and on Instagram at The Kaiju Groupie. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you find your favorite giant monster podcasts. Also, please take a moment to rate and review the show. This will help spread the word to other Kaiju and Tokusatsu fans, and if you do, I promise I'll read your comments on the next episode. All film, audio clips, and graphics belong to their respective copyright holders with no infringement being intended or implied. So until next time, I'm Michael, the Kaiju Groupie, signing off. <laughs>